1: Ladies and gentlemen, good evening, it's a quick turnaround, but we are back here at Online Darts for the Live Lounge, Monday 8pm, and the boys are back in town, Boise sunning himself, it's an important one, it's the Betfred World Match Play, so Giles, back for a night, good evening boys. Christ, we'll let anyone in these days, won't
2: we? It's very 2020 of us this, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) How are we all doing? What's going So, I thought I thought yeah. you'd dig the old titles yeah.
1: out, Barzy. Like, to that, I don't know where the old ones are to be fair. Plus, I really like the new groovy music we found. And hmm. seeing that it, it was fair absolute enough. carnage with the, everything going on, trying to get ready for this was tough. Just just I just whacking Ali that shirt on. Normally we put a collar on and look semi smart on this show. Not tonight. It's been a long day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought, well, you know me. I thought, I, I thought the role was nowadays it's branding only, isn't it? So I, I well, assumed that that's what that's what we wanted, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah. Uh, can you not see my badge? It's, it's a new white one. It's camouflage. Yeah. <laughs> um, good evening, everyone. Welcome along, and those that have spent six hours with us on the stream and that are back here as well. What an effort from all of you. What a shift. Um, but, boys, the race for the match play didn't disappoint. It went down to the final day, and what an absolute brutal draw. But first, I have hammered the PDC on many occasions for this, so I feel it's only right to congratulate them. How effing good was it to have a live draw? We had a we had a blo- blooper at the beginning when they put the wrong name up, which and it was just, that's how draws should be done. So, look, we hammer them when it's pre recorded. So, I've got to give them kudos. The match play, they've got it right.
3: Yeah. I can't <laughs> say a lot more than that, but yeah, it's about time. It's good.
2: And look I just say very, very quickly? We have never really? in
3: the past accused the PBC of any wrongdoing, and we never probably will do. But when you get those fairy tale storylines that sometimes the PDC draws can produce. You get them in any sport, you get them in any draw, but when you get them and you haven't seen that draw conducted live, you sometimes have to question, especially in an organisation that we've debated commercial versus sporting integrity in the past, is it legitimate? And doing it live just removes any of that doubt. Can I just
2: say very, very quickly? (laughs) In, in the chat room, what's this housewife's choice thing? The housewife's <laughs> choice. Card now, I want that as my title card now. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree, Barzi. It's, it's, it's a very important thing, especially when the World Championship draw is always done live. When your second biggest event of your year, uh, the, the draw for that should be done live. There's no doubt about that. And the PDC did a fantastic job with it. Yeah, okay, there was a blooper with the wrong name. But who cares? And
1: exactly. also the misspelling like, of Johnny. Yes. Uh, yeah, the misspelling of Johnny made me chuckle. But but again, I'd rather that than what we do get at the time. So look, I am all up for that. To be fair, since you've gone as well, God knows the tungsten toff as well. He's he's been rebranded as tungsten toff. You can be the housewife's choice. You know. What are you? <laughs> Is it past nine o'clock? Who cares? Everyone fancy his washing machine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the washing machine's still there which is a big thing i, I, did, I did wonder whether that would actually be if that would still
1: maybe for not much longer maybe Ooh. from around the 9th of august things may change moving house i'm not no. moving but there may be some new premises available to use uh, so all I'm if saying. Right. Anywhere near and I'm yes, not I, being have, okay I, I like it.
2: I have heard about this. Yeah, but
1: to, to be fair, Gob, you'll, you'll be driving soon, so it's fine.
3: <laughs> uh, you, lot, you lot are going to have to like the stream a bit more than if I'm
1: going to do that drive every week. God, stop it. That <laughs> no, would say every week. me the money! We're, um, we're certainly going to try and do a couple of them um, in person, which would be good. But look, there's only one place to start. We'll touch on the. We'll, we'll come back to the Tours. They're not important right now. What is important is that absolute bloodbath of a 32-man draw that is the Betfred World Match Play. Um, Nico's not going to have too many friends after this one, boys, is he? No. And then he sat on social media, going, "I've never seen anything
3: like that second quarter in my life." With some angry emojis. Nico, it was your fault,
1: mate. It was a bloodbath, wasn't it? Um, yes, Sam, this is released as a podcast as well, available on all your favourite providers. Um, I'll edit it tonight and it will be out by tomorrow morning. Um, so, so, we're on... Um, I just need to get the match play drawer up a second and we will. Um, but look, standout ties, boys, as far as they go. Which one's your favourite before we dissect the quarters?
2: Can we just say the entire second quarter of the draw? Because that that second quarter of the draw is genuinely brutal. Absolutely brutal. All over the gaff. You look at you look at the fact you look at that second quarter of the draw. There you go. Thank you. MBG against Adrian Lewis. Joe Cullen against Damon Hatter James Wade against Martin Lootman. Everyone says might be the weaker tie of the four, but Martin Lootman a great bit of form. And then the man to beat so far in 2022: Luke Humphries against Nathan Aspinall. Any one of those four, take your pick. Genuinely, take your pick. I don't mind. Yeah, I'd go with that. The first time ever?
3: did we see a quarter of the draw played in the same session. Because that quarter of the draw is so good. Yes. Because we don't tend to get that, do we? We mix some matches. Sunday afternoon tends to be, with, with all due respect, you'll get one headliner, but the, those matches tend to be a little bit more drab. Could we see that second quarter on Monday night, for instance?
1: Then all the players get a sleep at rest. Night.
3: And we get an That's unbelievable second
2: yeah. Look, if you want me to be honest with you, I think the, the, the headliner for Sunday afternoon will be Dave Sisson against Tim Hybrex. That's my gut feeling. Jose De Sousa against Gabe Clemens will open up Sunday afternoon. Uh, maybe Dirk against Ryan Searle. Or Christoph against Stephen Bunting, maybe, is the other games. But I think he will be Dirk the headline.
1: I think Dirk will be Sunday night. For the, the chainsaw on a Sunday night.
2: Yeah, but... It's just not a Sunday afternoon (laughs) walk. Definitely not. The chainsaw is not a Sunday afternoon (laughs) walk. on. I I will concede that. Uh, Especially if you've been out the previous evening.
1: You haven't got to be out. It's just not an afternoon tune.
2: Not really an evening (laughs) tune. Let's be frank about it.
1: No. um, So, we will take each quarter as they come. We'll start with quarter one where the defending champion, the world number one and the world champion opens up. Peter Wright against Madders Rasmurk, Ratajski against Bunting, Johnny Clayton spelt right on this one against Roby John and then Dimitri against Callan Ritz. Uh, We'll start at the top, boys. Wright versus Rasmurk. Do any of us see this anything but a fairly one-sided affair? Mm Hmm...
3: Got the awkwardness of Rasma because he's just you never know which part of the board he's going to play on to start, which just makes him a little bit tricky. He's, he's there or thereabouts at Euro Tours at the minute and Pro Tours. You don't get a lot of walkover wins against Rasma. you get a lot of close ones, six fours, six threes. He'll pick up legs, he'll, he'll frustrate you a little bit. He's, he's not the quickest, he's got his little quirks about him. I still expect Peter Wright to come through over that distance, but given how. Poor Peter Wright has played so far through the first seven months of this year it is relatively high standards, it's a risk, and no matter who this opponent is we'd be saying it's a risk to Peter Wright at the minute
2: I'd say the one for me is that Rasmus is an absolute trouble 19 merchant we know this, and if he gets the trouble 19s going, if he gets going on the 19s, he can give Peter Wright some big trouble I still expect Wright to come through wouldn't be one-sided, I think 10-5, 10-6?
1: Ten five, ten six? 6 uh, yeah, 10-5 ten, ten I can go with. Um I was surprised by Wright's choice of darts that he kept on for two days in a row, that it's the, the slightly tapered one. But we didn't see the elements at all over the last two days. Quarter final uh, today, didn't he? Played what well early, maybe but, but, but kind of got worse as the day went on. Does that make sense? He yeah. started very, yeah. very well, um, but kind of got worse as the day went on. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, again, chat room, talk us through this first quarter. Um, but, yeah, I think, right, for me. I think this one's kind of intriguing. ski against Bunting, because I don't think either are playing particularly well. And we spoke about this during the race for the match play that there were people on both halves of the draw that you'd want to get, and with the greatest of respects, both of these probably would have picked each other.
2: Yeah, uh, I suspect so.
3: I'll be putting a little bit more respect on Bunting's name at the minute. My, well, my love so of I, I, with the Paraguayan has fallen off a little bit. He's, he's just.
1: I think Not Bunting was awful.
3: It took so long to pick up that Pro Tour last year. It was the last event, wasn't it? And look, Bunting's had runs here before that have kicked him on a little bit. I think he can handle the temperature of the room a little bit better. His action's just that little bit more free-flowing. And if if he gets into his work early, um, I'm, I'm back in a, a seed exit here, unfortunately, for Rutowski. I, I think both of them He's can
1: still, win it. But I just don't think Bunting's played well recently
2: a couple of Euro Tour semi-finals, isn't he? Gobby, um, he he's still a different animal on on TV. Or is he? Have you realised? <laughs> he's, he's just not played on
3: TV this year, so I can't judge it. Like, if he comes out and bashes him, then yeah. But,
2: uh, yeah where are could, you? This can go either way. Uh, I'd still just about pick the seed. Um, Will be tight. But I'm just about to see it. I'll go, I'll, do you know what? This is one that has, this is a candidate for an extra legger. I think. Hopefully not on night one, but this is a candidate for an extra legger. I'm, I'm going to go with Taisky just.
1: I am going to edge, Raitsky. But again, just. I, again, I think both their actions have issues. Again, when they're both on, they're on. Um, ski, we all know the first start God that we watched wasn't particularly smooth. But then I think Bunting's is as bad. The way he angles it into his hand, if his hand doesn't open quick enough, it causes issues because it's like angled Dan. So I think yeah, again, if, if if his hands not open, if his fingers aren't opening quick enough, I think that causes him yeah. issues as well by dragging them low.
3: Yeah.
1: But. Yeah, I think, and I, kind of, I can't completely agree with John. I could quite easily see extra legs here. But I'm going to edge Tyski Match number three. Johnny Clayton against Roby John. Now, after two days of the Pro Tour, myself and Gob were both slightly confused why Johnny hadn't cleared off home and, and rested up. However, after those two days... I can see why. Because he played himself back into some form. Got to a final today. We saw the 105, the 106 averages coming back, Jar. And actually, those two days may have done Johnny Clayton the world of good against a very, very good Roby John right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, Roby John's done what he needed to do this week. Uh, he, he, he had the run that he needed to on the Saturday when you and I were on Barzy. Uh, look. Clayton's fallen off the, the the pedestal from 2021, but when you've won yourself or you're tied with Peter Wright for the most titles won in, in a particular year, singles-wise at least, it's very difficult to keep that level up. Um, do you know, yeah, the, I, I think Clayton wins this one still. I think it's a comfortable enough win, 10-6. It's not going to be a... A classic, it's not going to be on, it's the old saying we used to say boys, it's not going to be shown on Sky Sports Gold however I'm <laughs> going to say Clayton is is going to win this game I think it will be reasonably comfortable
1: we, we still say that now it's not going to get shown on Sky Sports Gold when they some some stinkers
2: <laughs> That's good, at least that's stuff around Gob, what are you saying?
3: I don't know if i'm in camp clayton i am much much better after the last two days he's just had because it's just i mean and i didn't get to sit and, and watch the pdc stream as i was working all day and whatever so i'd love to go back and watch it because he's just looked lethargic for the last few weeks that premier league campaign added to the world series has taken an awful lot out of johnny clayton who was still working at one point through all that as well Let, let's not forget that johnny clayton does more than even these top pros. So it's ridiculous that he's been juggling all of that for so long. Um, And when you look, he's just not been getting results. I don't think performance has been terrible. It's been closing out matches where he's averaging 94-95 where for the last 18 months or so, Johnny finds an extra gear for a leg or two, close out that match and, and goes on a bit of a run. So yeah, I feel much, much better about Johnny Clayton after seeing the last two days, especially if you're looking at him compared to the other players in the top four or five in the world right now, who are usually your, your big names for titles. MVG's not played since the wrist. Gezi's not really there, and he, he took some days off. Uh, you're looking at um, Peter Wright, etc. cetera. So look, I'm much, much better about Johnny right now. Um, Roby is a threat, playing the, the darts of his life this year. Um, has TV stage experience as well but I still want to go Clayton 10, 6,
1: 10, 7 Yeah I agree I just think that the thing that impressed me today most of all Johnny's finishing apart from in the final when he missed a few looked back he was pinging the, the 81s and the 65s and the 61s and things like that which is they're the ones he's been missing of late That that's the thing that I took heart from for, for Johnny because his finishing's always been immaculate it's always 1, 2, 1 Pins the ball, point left. Um, And that that was back today. So, yeah, I I think Johnny wins. I'm going to go somewhere around the 10-6, 10-7 mark as well. I just think that that Clayton may be a bit of a danger again. It
3: sounds silly, but that first mini-session is massive in this game because I don't see Roby John winning from behind. But if he can get out ahead of Clayton and just start making Johnny think about how he's been playing for the last few months, he's got a chance. But if he's chasing 4-1, 5-2, et cetera, after the first session and a bit, Roby's in a
1: world of trouble. I agree. Now, this game fascinates me because this could either be absolutely brilliant, absolutely horrific, or one-sided. Both ways. Because these two at the moment... It's genuinely all or nothing. They either play well or they're not playing well. So if they both play well, it'll be great. If one plays well, it's going to be one-sided. And if they both have a mare, it's going to be horrific. I really can't call this one because Dimitri, yes, he's won two um, TV tournaments, World Series events, whatever you want to call them in a row, and looked very good in doing so. This week on the Pro Tour, not so good. Callum played two days and then had enough, cleared off home, wanted some rest. Again, Callan, when he's on, his A game is fabulous. I know he's in the chat room, or he spends a lot of time in the chat room if he's listening. Um, But recently, there's been a lot of C game. The B game hasn't been there. It's been A or C. And and that's not being critical. That's just facts of what what we're looking at. So this game really intrigues me, Gob.
3: it doesn't it doesn't at the minute i'd feel much better about callan's chances this time last year perhaps he was he was making a few more waves at that point the fact we haven't seen his a game anywhere near as frequently this season is a concern then as you said dimmy's won two world series events this year and he just excels on a stage right and you're about to put him in front of a massive stage um where he's defending winner's prize money this time it's not defending champion but it's it's an equal pressure of two years ago you're about to take a massive hit on your rankings um and he he just seems to stand up to it and and there's a few comments in the chat room and i i tend to agree with hx duck as well i have a feeling Dimmy will slow this game down because if they get into a a match where they both free flow and go at it Dimmy is more than capable but he also loses that match more often than if he slows the pace down and then frustrates Callum a little bit. Agreed. Job, what are
1: you thinking?
2: That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> um, I think, honestly, Dimi loves this event. It was where he broke his major duck. It was He made the final last year playing arguably the second... Well, there was. He was the second-best player that week behind an inspired world number one. Um, I suspect this... I, 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 I think he likes the Winter Gardens, community Vandenberg. I do think he likes the Winter Gardens. I think he likes this event because he doesn't have to worry about getting out in front. He's got time to address the situation if need be. Uh, he's Like I say, he's obviously defending with his money, but he's obviously got to try and to, uh, get on there as well because runner-up last year... Um, I think he wins this I think he wins this quite comfortably I'm not saying that Callan is a talented player of course he is and I've spoken with Callan a number of years you know I'm not saying that but he'll be the first person to admit that he has not played his great game this year and Dimi's still coming in in a bit of form you know no matter what we say two TV tournaments is better than winning not so I think it will be 10-7 maybe 10-6 but I think Dimi gets through and we don't have a seed again in the year uh, first quarter of the draw.
1: Yeah. Um, I agree. I, I think Dimitri gets his man just, but I think it will be a chore. I'm going to go 10-8 to Dimitri Vandenberg. Um, uh, what's that? Go back to the grind, boys. I think Johnny stayed You've on today. got to go day. back to the grind. Oh, good.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Cheers, no, the, the, yeah. Uh, incorrect, mate. I spoke to John He's actually on a three month sabbatical at the moment.
2: No, 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 no. Anthony's saying, no. Anthony's saying he's got to go back to the grind. He's not saying he's uh, going back to the grind. You think? Yeah.
1: Uh, going, uh, mate, to be fair though, he hasn't. I don't know if well, I'm, well, I'm going to say it now. I don't know if it's common knowledge or not, but he hasn't worked all year. He's been on a sabbatical since no. the World Championship.
2: Marley. Anthony saying that Anthony is going to go back to the grind. He just oh, sorry, to I got to go he was back like to
1: Sorry, no. man, I think you are like joining <laughs> the He's been on a call since, since the world. It's been a long he day. It right? has been a long day. staring at springs. Yeah. Um, right. We go to the bloodbath, the carnage, whatever you want to call it, of quarter number two, where we will see Michael Van Goen against Adrian Lewis. Joe Cullen against Damon Hetter. James Wade against Martin Lukeman. And Luke Humphreys against Nathan Aspinall. Wowzers.
2: This is ludicrous. This is actually ludicrous. This draw. I mean, we, we always say there's always one... Couple, couple, maybe two or three parts of the draw you wouldn't want. Just good luck predicting this second part of the draw because I don't, I genuinely don't know where I'm going with this. I haven't got a clue. Um, you've got an MVG obviously that's coming back from a wrist injury. AD Lewis that has won a Pro Tour title this week. Cullen obviously a dart away from the Premier League. Damon Hett at the top of the Order of Merit. James Wade was playing fabulously up until his injury. Martin Luteman's been playing some great stuff. And Lou Comfries, who is the man to beat in 2022 against a Nathan Aspinall that is starting to see a little bit of
1: signs of resurgence. Hmm. It's interesting. We'll take game number one first. Michael Van Gogh against Adrian Lewis. Now, there are question marks all around this game for so many different reasons. One... How fit and how ready is Michael Van Gogh? In? Two, Adrian Lewis. Are you he says he's going to be all right, but it's all right saying it. It's like a footballer when you have a play coming back from injury. You say you're fit, but until you step on that pitch, how fit are you? You, you don't know, is the question. I, I'd have liked to have seen him play in a couple of these Pro Tours, if I'm being honest. to to test it and to see. We haven't, so we are going in blind with Michael's form. Adrian, at times yesterday, looked sublime. He looked just unreal at times yesterday. So, look, the pace will suit both because they will get on with it, which is what I like. But in terms of match result, I genuinely don't know. I genuinely don't. If this had been pre-op, even injured, I'd say Michael wins. But AD will fancy his chances.
3: The one performance we have seen post-op was decent. But the concern is that there's been opportunities to play since, and he hasn't. Euro tour and four pro tours, even if it's just one or two days on a pro tour, just just put yourself through that process again, and that's concern for me. And again, it's a bit of a stinker a draw from Adrian Lewis because every time he has made a TV event in the last two three years, while he's been trying to get back to the level that Adrian Lewis was capable of when he was one of the best players in the world and two-time back-to-back world champion, he seemed to just get kicked in the teeth every time he's, he's knocking on the door to, to have a go at it, and this is just another example of that draw, and there will be a lot of attention around this one as well, he, he's not allowed to just go about his business quietly as Adrian Lewis, which is almost what he needs I think we've got the same with Barney when he's when he's made his comeback, we've got a Barney alarm for Christ's sake when we sit and stream live, like just, just <laughs> let the man go and learn to, get, let the man build his way back up again until you're in that top 8 top 16 constant state of media worthiness if, if you like at that point but the history that those players have got means you're always going to have one eye on them and it's a stinker of a draw for both players obviously as, as all of this section is um lewis does have a chance concerned with the heat concerned with stamina um not sure how often he's, he's played over this distance <laughs> in a while it, it's been sixes um and, and eight yesterday to win a title um, but he has a very, very good chance to, to cause an upset. What
1: are you thinking,
2: Jar?
1: What's the record
2: again, Nick? When was the last time that he Is it 10 games in a row, 11 games in a row that he's won?
1: It's, it's something like that, yeah.
2: Records are there to be broken. And MVG's record recently in Blackpool has not been good I appreciate him at the semi-finals last year but the last couple of times in that on a match play he hasn't hasn't welled really since 2016 Son it go for it I'll back the upset I'll back the upset I don't know if you call it an upset at the moment because of form but in reality I'll back the upset I'll go I'll go I'll go extra legs though I'll go extra
1: legs Eddie wins this extra legs The the, the other concern I've got for Michael is even if he comes through this one, playing over a long format, it's how the wrist reacts the next day or the day after as well.
2: The problem, the problem is is obviously is the fact that sorry mate, just a quick one: the fact that God mentioned earlier that obviously he played that fight that game against Noppie and was all right. That was a best of eleven, not best of nineteen, and then potentially twenty-five.
1: That's that's what I mean. like, you, you know, when you've been out a while and go and do some exercise or whatever, the next day, your muscles ache like... And those muscles haven't been working recently. Coupled with surgery, even if he comes through this, the next day, that risk could be in absolute agony just through muscle memory and, and overuse. So, look, there are many question marks. I think Michael just squeaks it. Just. I'm going to go 10 8 But I can like you, I can easily make a case for Adrian to win this. Sure,
3: it's
1: like you've never been away, isn't it? It's like you've never been away, eh? I mean
2: far away. Yeah, death taxes, uh, Michael Van Guerwin gets picked to win things by Phil Bars. Nothing's changed. The more things change, (laughs) the more they stay the same.
1: (laughs) So Cullen, (laughs) fame and heter. This for me. It is. And the seed's in trouble here for me. So I, I think, for me, Heta is the favourite going into this. I don't know if he is, because Cullen...
2: Cullen let's not forget that Cullen was a dart away. He was a double-16 away from winning the Premier League on debut and doing a Glenn Duran. Let's not forget this. The... the 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 discussion about whether he should have been in there in the first place can be had, but this is not the right forum and right time to do so. I I still think that there's something there at the minute for the Rockstar. I still think that there's enough in there to beat Heta. I'm not saying that Heta's not on form. Of course he is. There's a reason why he's right at the top of the World Match play race and the only player to have won 100 grand in order to qualify for it. However, I'd still back Cullen to come through and get the job done and he's got to do a, he's got to have a big match play this year i mean he's defending 15k so he's defending second round money and let's not forget he has won a couple of pro tours as well this year i'm still I, I'm, I'm still backing cullen but again i'm going to go close i'll say it's a 10-8 or an 11-9 i
1: was right the bookies have had favourite. really
2: get on cullen now
1: Joe Cullen Evans, Damon Hesser, four to five.
2: Is that with our title sponsors Betfred? It is. Hmm. Are you playing the game, because
3: last time you were on it, you didn't.
2: You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're talking about, golf. I always uh, value our sponsors, in particular sponsors Betfred. Fred.
1: Um, we haven't got this far yet, but everyone, avoid Rob Cross he has just been hit with what? the Lee Boys curse. Everyone, yeah. run away. We all know what happens. Even if he's half the world away, he still cursed him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has boys boy- well, predicted something definitely?
1: Would it go wrong? Maybe. Yeah. Um I just I, I worry that, that, that Joe showed me at Absolutely nothing in these four Pro Tours. Nothing. I can't remember him averaging over 93. He may have done, but I can't remember. It doesn't stand out. I remember him losing with some real shoddy averages. But it was a poor block of Pro Tours. And yes, I know playing on the floor is different to playing on the stage. But you can still get confidence by playing on the floor. Knowing your game is there and taking that onto a stage. But he's shown nothing, which is a worry for me.
3: 97, 98, early days. I will say, and this, this probably plays into the predictions hands. actually, the players that beat him. Especially in this heat at the minute, barring Brian Raman, are just that little bit more methodical. There's a Joe Mernon loss in there. It's an Aspinall loss, but that was just that was just the better one of his weekend. Uh,
2: so today was he wasn't very good.
3: No, that was the, that was the Mernon loss today. And Ryan Joyce as well, 6'5". So they all just take the sting out of the game a little bit. And we all know how much more Joe Collin relies on rhythm than a lot more players in the field because of his action being from muscle memory rather than having a set aim point and, and somewhere to reset it to, if you like. So that, that possibly plays into of, um hands as well. Um I think we get extra legs in this one, and at that point, just because he's won title, he's won the the Masters and close in the map, um close in the Premier League, etc. I'm going to shade Cullen in extra legs.
1: I am. I think Hetter gets his man here. I'm going to go Hetter. Are we having
3: extra legs round one? They didn't in a couple of years ago, did they? There was no extra legs round one, but there was extra legs. For...
1: Yeah, no, no, because last year. Crazy. Last year, remember the first two nights were still under stupid restrictions, and then at the twang of midnight on the Sunday, we went we went back to normal because that that time yeah. difference made all the all the difference. So yeah. I I think yeah. extra legs.
2: Did make a um, difference, Basie. Remember, Sunday night we couldn't go to Pop World. Monday night we did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: nothing, nothing to see here. Nothing to see Sorry, here. Do we
2: not retest? Do we not retest? <laughs> um, oh.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I think Hetta just edges this one. This one intrigues me as well. It's your boy Gob. It's James yeah. Wade against Martin Lukeman now if this was on the floor right now I think Martin Lukeman's favourite on the floor but Martin Lukeman's debut at the Winter Gardens is different look right now if you're asking me who's playing the better darts out of the two I think Martin Lukeman is playing better than James Wade since James got ill before that James was playing amazing but since since he got ill and taken to hospital in Germany he's not hit the same heights However, I just for me, that Winter Garden stage does funny things to people on debut, boys. And I think, for me, James gets his man here. God, what are you saying?
3: Yeah, look, I expect experience to come into play. This is very, very similar to, to Roby John and Johnny Clayton. If, if Wadey goes clear in that first session, I, I don't expect Martin to come back at him because Wadey is just so, so solid on his own throne you have to get after him early you have to take your chances um you have to get him under pressure as as soon as you can um especially in leg play because he just look as much as his recent record at the match play has not been great it is one of the the tournaments that he prefers himself in comparison to set play in the world championship etc he just he'll admit it he's just what he prefers
1: yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. Joel, what, what are you thinking? Um,
2: if this wasn't a debut for Martin, I would say that this is going to be closer. But I think Wadey, we know what Wade will do. He'll, he'll hold in the first leg, break in the second leg, win the third with a 95 average, and just hit 15 darters and hold. Cheers for coming. Shake hands, boys. One, two, one finish on the ball to win it. 10 7.
1: Are you just saying that? Say James Wade is just going to roll with it.
2: Some might say that, uh, Bazzy. Yes.
1: <laughs> but if Martin mm-hmm. Lukman, she could be electric. <laughs>
2: that, that was a, that was a reach. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's
3: the um, end of Oasis reference for tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, look, I I I think Martin Lukman will will go well on debut, but I just think that. The, Wadey gets gets his man. Now, this one, this could be anything. Look, Luke Humphreys is in electric form right now. However, the Asp, easy, over the last four easy. days, has shown he's back to somewhere near his best, somewhere near the Aspinal that can cause damage. Jar, what, what are you thinking?
2: His record of the match play, though, is garbage. I appreciate made a quarter-final last year, but the previous two seasons, previous two years, he didn't win it. He, and Luke's in five... I mean, look, okay, the Euro Tour, everyone says it is a floor title, but you're playing up on a big stage now. You're playing on the biggest stage, yeah. you're playing in the PDC, you're playing on PDC TV, you're playing on DeZone. As long as he continues to play like he has been playing, Luke should win this game. It'll be close, but... The only thing that might tip the balance in Aspinall's favour is the crowd. Stockport lad, only an hour at the road from Blackpool. There's, a lo- there's a lo- always a lot of Nathan Aspinall fans in the crowd. I think I think Luke wins this. I'm going to go 10-8, but it, this has got the potential to go extra legs. But if Luke gets through this, might not be the only game he wins. Let's just put it that way. What
3: you're saying God? just i just think they're both going to go at it the two mm. relatively young in their dying career but with, with moderate levels of success in front of tv cameras etc at the minute both love 180 both love a big finish and to let their opponent know about a big finish and i think they'll just bounce off each other i, I generally think that even if these boys average. Nineteen, ninety two, 92, and it's an absolute scrap. They'll miss batches in, at similar times, and, and it will be nip and tuck. No matter what level this game is played at, if they're both near each other, it, it's game of the first round comfortably. Because you've you just got two okay. styles, two personalities that are just going to feed off each other and bounce off each other so much. This is this if if you're a boxer, this in styles make a boxing fight. This is a boxing promoter's dream and darts. The
1: yeah, they're both going to give it some, when they hit big finishes or one eighties. They'll both get the crowd involved. Um, look, I I can't wait. And this this has Saturday night written all over it. This is a Saturday night at the Winter Gardens. Fight. Not sure it contest. is.
2: I'm not sure it is this this might open the match play I'm not sure but it might be one they save for Monday night I think Possibly Because obviously you've got shaky playing on night one, that's how it works but maybe it might be the opener I don't know, I can't see Humphreys Aspinall and Wright Rasman being on the same night so I'm, I'm going to save some Monday Monday night
1: Yeah, either way, this, this is a headliner. This headlines one of the nights. For me. Um, but who do I think wins it? I think Luke edges it just, but by the smallest of margins. I think it will be something fabulous that he takes out on the way. Uh, one break of throw and it, it, it will be close. But look, it's just an absolute belter. I'm a game, and I, I cannot wait. Section number two. If I remember rightly, this time last year, the number two seed, then world number one, didn't fly back into the country until Friday night, did he? Or Friday, because we were all like, this is a bit risky getting to Blackpool in time. Was he in Mallorca? Yeah. Judging by his Instagram story, he is somewhere Spanish right now as well. If it works for him, then
2: let him do it.
1: I, I agree. Yeah. How, however, if you've got a private jet, with the state of European airports coming into the UK and vice versa, <laughs> or, or
0: at least
1: fly on a Thursday this time, because I wouldn't be trusting flying in on a Friday this time around. I've got no issue with them going away and recharging, but just don't leave it that late, please. Um, we're seeing flights and that cancel away. Could you imagine the headline, Gesi defaults because of a cancelled flight?
2: That game's run on Sunday night anyway, be read.
1: Um, but, uh, but his Instagram story, when did he pull out? Friday was interesting. It said, feel good. The arm feels back to normal didn't go my way today but i'm ready we haven't heard him like that for a while
3: it's surprising because we've heard a lot from his instagram story it's my pet hate of going price is, is that instagram story um in case anybody's new to the show um Yeah, look, concerns about just just make sure you get back. But They've done this often enough now, and there's there's less restrictions. Yeah, airports are messy, but he's he's got the means to be able to get here, there, and everywhere. So he'll be all right. Um, In terms of the game, um, I think this is six to eight weeks too late for Martin Schindler. Done the good work to make sure he's there. Not convinced by form in the summer months. And with that, as yeah, uh, he wins.
2: Uh, so you're so happy whenever Germaine Price wins as well, Bob. i what? You're happy whenever Germaine Price wins. Still, that's still a thing.
3: Yeah, I'm ecstatic. It means <laughs> <laughs> I mean to get to talk about his Instagram story the next day. Uh,
1: to be <laughs> I like his Instagram story. take it off. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan. Um it'll be interesting to see whether the the glasses stay because he played was it Thursday in glasses? We don't know about Friday. The fact that there was no No, oh, Friday. Saturday, I mean,
3: it?
1: Was it Friday Saturday? I know. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Friday yeah. he played in glasses. Yes. Saturday we don't know. Um that that that's interesting. Um but yeah, I, I agree. I think Gezi has too much for Martin Schindler over this distance at at the winter gardens i think 10 5 somewhere around there what are you thinking Joe?
2: yeah i can't i can't disagree 10 4 10 5 won't be it will be comfortable the wall will be yeah. knocked down by the ice fan
1: Oh, completely. um this next one's intriguing they've chosen them against kim hybrex now, if this was against anyone else, I'd say maybe the seat, Chizzy may be in a bit of bother. However, Kim Hybrex's record at the Winter Gardens is nothing short of horrific. Uh, I think he's won once in, is it 10 attempts, Bob, something like that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is,
3: maybe, 11, maybe 11 attempts. Him, yeah, you, him. Robert Thornton, and yeah, our game? draw conductor, actually. Paul Nicholson all have absolutely terrible records at the Winter Gardens.
1: Correct. Was that the one with Kim Highbrex?
2: Wait, the game that he won was that the one that started in the afternoon session and continued until the until midway through the evening session?
1: I can't. It was terrible. It wasn't great. Yeah, it wasn't great. great, But yeah, that that's his one victory at the Winter Gardens. Um, let's be fair. If you're David,
3: I've been big on Kim recently. (laughs) I think there's there's a spark to come from him. about Chizzy's just been solid. I looked at him. I for right
1: sort of... today. Yeah, for the
3: semis. Um
1: 2018, Chizzy's was, and I will tell you who he beat. In the first round, he beat John Henderson
2: oh. yeah. 13-12. So it was after the ridiculous game then that was just took about 17 hours
1: yeah look um so look it's interesting that chizzy's made a bit of an equipment swap as well that we noticed at this price or that he's using the the molded flight and stem like a lot are these days not something we see chizzy do particularly which i thought was interesting
3: Surprise me chizzy because there's but someone who can drag their darts a little bit low like he can, I tend to the same. That that setup doesn't benefit that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um but having said that, Gob, what do you think? I know you're big on Kim, but can you overlook the horrendous record?
3: I think so, because he's not been there for four years and his form is okay that there's been that gradual sign of improvement since he dropped a fair bit over the last couple of years it's just started to creep back since last year and now the payoff is coming back again when he's making tv events it's all about just producing that 2013 2014 form with kim if we can see him get a little bit fired up and he's another a bit like ad lewis i think who been putting themselves in these situations to try and put themselves back on that top pedestal, Daryl Gurney, another as well, and falling at first hurdles in tight matches. They're not being blown away, um, but you're just concerned that, that that record keeps continuing. However, Chizzy ten seven,
1: just that record keeps continuing. What are you saying, Joe?
2: I reckon, I reckon. this is the one where. No, I was gonna say. I was gonna say Kim finally wins it. No, I'll go Chizzy wins it purely because I think there'll be a lot of people cheering for the boy from Saint Helens on that Sunday afternoon. Ten seven again.
1: Oh dearie me, we're, we're going for a clean sweep. I agree. Ten seven, Chizzy. Um, next one. Tell me this is a Sunday afternoon game without telling me it's a Sunday afternoon game. I'll go first. Jose De Salza takes on Gabriel Clemens.
2: Oh, tell me that's also the opening game on Sunday afternoon without telling me it's the opening <laughs> game on Sunday afternoon. Um, There's yeah. absolutely no way that this is not. First up, Sunday afternoon. Yeah. I'm going to go, I don't mind saying this, I think Gabe wins this, but it won't be a pretty game. 10-8. Won't be pretty.
1: I won't be. I agree. It won't be free. There'll be a miscant. Um, and I think Clemens gets his man. I, I I just see nothing from Jose that says to me that old form is there. It, it's almost as if he came from nowhere to play well, and it's just gone again as quickly as it came. I just I just don't see where a win or a big win is coming from right now from Jose de Souza. So, I agree. I'm going, Clement, 10-6. What do you
2: think, Gob? Jose. Oh. Behave.
3: Yeah. yeah. Just. Not as comfortable as I was about to say, because I just realised there's fans watching. Which is a little bit of concern for Jose, because all of his success is <laughs> behind closed off. Um, more and more you... You look at events since. It's not been great. Um, but I still think he's, he's just got enough. Just Something about Clemens that meant he hasn't pushed on to that top 16 that he gave himself the platform to do over the last couple of years. And I'm
1: not sure he goes and
3: beats Jose at this stage.
1: I think six to five is a very big price on Clemens. Extremely... <laughs> Extremely generous. Um, Rob Cross, Chris Dobie. This should be a good game. However, I think I agree with Boise that Rob's one of the players that you don't really want to be playing right now. And he's in quite a nice little quarter. Look, Dobes for me is still a little bit short of where I think he could be right now. And and Bobby's playing some good stuff. Very solid. Even when he's losing... He's averaging high 90s. We're not seeing those disasters come in, Gob, anymore like we used to. The action looks sorted. The release point looks on point at the moment.
3: Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen as much of him on TV as I'd like. Obviously, he wasn't in the the Premier League, one of the more contentious decisions. Um, I love Derby's scoring power, but again needed to capitalise a little bit more on that last year, I think, when he was just consistently producing ton plus average after ton plus average, and finding ways to to drag his opponent up to that level as well. I don't quite see that happening here, but I just think Rob Cross is quietly going about his business this year, and as you said, he's in a nice part of the draw. We've seen him make a match play final. See him win it, didn't we? With his B game. His B game, for God's sake and without being disrespectful, considering just how strong that second quarter draw is, looking at this third part of the draw, I think he could do that again or put himself into the last stages without having to turn up and expend an awful lot of energy in that part of the draw. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go Rob Crash.
1: Are you agreeing, Joe? We talk about records at the Winter
2: Gardens. Dovey has played twice on that stage and failed to win. Three times the charm, unfortunately, for Doves. And we we at I'm really the show, looking so, forward to I mean.
3: Doves' walk on right about. I love
1: that bit. No, you're not. That was great. you're not. Because I'm not. <laughs> that's the <that's>, thing. <that's
2: laughs> but it, is, it, needs to be like, it needs to do a Callum Ridge and just get a load of Sam Fender on. Sam Fender's the boy, by the way. Um, yeah, Cross wins this. And I think he wins it comfortably. 10 3, 10, 4. Like, Hang on a minute. I'm going to just check something didn't rob cross in the year that he beat won the world match play
1: did he not beat
2: chris dobey in the first round i think he did yes he did 10-3 will scenes repeat themselves probably not but it'd be a nice little storyline wouldn't it
1: is someone going to open the chamber
2: of secrets again yes Um, i thought i thought (laughs) he played i thought he played i thought he played played, Uh, though 2019 match
1: Going into quarter number four, Michael Smith, Andrew Gilding, Dirk van Dijvenboer, Ryan Searle, Gary Anderson, Daryl Gurney, and Danny Knoppert, Brendan Dolan. Out of the non-seats, or sorry, out, out of the non-seats, Andrew Gilding, after this block, was the one that probably no one wanted. However, his TV record is not very good. So, although he's playing well on the... F- jar, should Bully boy have too much for him over this distance potentially
2: I, I mean Smith, everyone was putting Smith as a third as second or even favorite some one stage during this one I mean okay he's made the first two ranking finals on the telly box of the year if you class the worlds as the as that one but
1: I just don't. I
2: just don't think this is going to be as easy as going as you think. Gilding's playing some really good stuff. He made a he made another final in the on the pro tour. Again, got close but not beat him. I I think Smith will just win it. Just, but I think he could go extra legs. It's got it's got the legs to go though. By the way. It's got game. This game's got legs in it. What
1: are you thinking, Gob?
3: I'm thinking I won't be watching it.
1: <laughs> he's not easy on the eye, is he? Bless him. Oh, I, I despise
3: it. No matter what he does at the hockey, I, I'm still so infuriated by the way he approaches the hockey that I just just lose interest. And I appreciate everyone's got their own little niche things to do, but it's just awkward for the cameras. We've seen Eurotl have to use the opposite side when he's throwing, um, and that spotter's nightmare, especially if you swap got cameras out have both sides. Um, yeah, I, I'm just not a fan of, of watching Andrew Gilden play darts, no matter the memes or the, uh, the the Dan Dawson love affair or, or, or social media's love of, of Andrew Gilden and the thumbs up. I can't sit and watch him play a match that is potentially 25 legs long.
1: To be fair, I'm with you. I, I, I don't enjoy watching Andrew Gilding play either. Look, again, he's played some incredible stuff over the last four days. But I'm, I'm with you. Do I enjoy watching him play? No. But
3: um, are you- I think Smith falls into the, the Callum Ridge category here as well. The pace will just not. Suit him and look, there's been that extra level of maturity to Michael Smith. We've seen him go deep on TV, winning that final weekend of the Premier League would have been a massive relief to him as well. Um, one shot on that TV, step on that stage in front of cameras, despite Michael Smith's record in finals, etc. There's still a level of experience that Michael Smith has over Andrew Gilden, and I expect him to see that. So, 10 7, 10. Yeah, ten seven.
2: Can I just say very, very quickly, if it is going to be on a Sunday night, this Smith against um, Gilding game, Theresa makes a very good point. The heat on Sunday is going to be despicable. Andrew Gilding will look like Merv after that game against Gary Anderson, will be wetter than Otter's pocket walking off the
1: stage. Oh, he could melt. He could literally melt on that stage. There could just be a pile of that horrible dart shirt that he hasn't changed in 30 years. Um, but I agree. I think Smith gets over the line 10-7. Dirk van Boda, Ryan Searle. I'm looking forward to this one. I really am. Um, Dirk, hopefully, he's partied out now. He went home to party, as he said in the interview, and then tried to backtrack. Um,
2: yeah, he's got things on, Barzy.
1: But, but yeah, but, but, but too late by then, Dirk. You've already told us you're going to party. Uh, look, I think Ryan Searle is inconsistent at the moment. When he's good, he's very good. But not consistent enough for my liking at the moment. Um, Jar, well, well, are, you, are, you, are you a chainsaw man or are you a heavy metal fan?
2: You know me, mate. I've always been a fan of the Chainsaw for a number of years. But Mm. I'm not sure. I think heavy metal might just do it, mate. And I'm not saying that. Dirk obviously has won a title and he's been playing well. But I think Ryan Searle does it, mate. And I think Ryan Searle wins this 10-7.
1: Hmm. What are you saying, God? Chainsaw. I think. I think Dirt gets his man. Just, but again, this this has a potential for extra legs as well. Um. Yeah, look, I think it'll be. I think it'll be interesting. But I think Dirk just. Now, a much talked about seed. Everyone was talking about this man, Gary Anderson against Daryl Gurney. Now, Gob, Ando's your boy. Can you make any case here for Gary Anderson? Yeah.
3: He's Cando. He
2: can
3: turn up and does what he <laughs> wants.
2: I, <laughs> on, sorry,
3: sorry, can Look, I just stuck two or two We all know he's just more than capable of going berserk on them. His scoring will be okay. Look, he's not going to go up and be down the middle straight consistently, but I'm not even sure he was that when he was at the very, very top of his game. He used to bang banging the 180s, but they were littered with some very, very rogue darts, even at the very, very top of Gary Anderson's game. If you go back and watch it, it wasn't. Ton ton 40 ton 40, just, just batter you with raw consistent scoring power. It was well, I'll fire in a 180 to make up for the fact that I've just scored 52 by hitting the big 12. Do you know what I mean? That that sort of stuff. Not quite as extreme as that, but that's just the example. And this is all on Gando's finishing. All on Gando's finishing. Gurney will need to be aggressive and and fire himself up for it. And we all know Gary plays better when that happens as well. So uh, I'm expecting a few fireworks at this point as well. If they both go in placid, then they don't deliver. And it's whoever fires himself up, gets himself going, and, and ultimately is better. Sounds stupid in a dark game. It's a bit my clone. Whoever scores the most goals wins. But double percentage will be massive in this one. Absolutely massive. Um, and I think I'm just going to go Gando. Because he's defending big money from here as well. If I don't remember correctly. Oh, don't huge
1: remember. money. Huge, yeah. massive money. Um, where are you, Jar? You, are you on the all aboard the Flying Scotsman or hurtling aboard Superchip?
2: I'll never forget 2019, Barzy, when uh, a certain <laughs> manager, when Gurney, 15, was it 15, 8, 15, 9 up, about to go and, and make a the, the Welch play.
1: And then we saw him heading towards Blackpool Pier.
2: Correct. His manager was, uh, I've never seen a man so deflated walking out of a venue. I don't think he goes that far. I think Gando wins this. Because like God always says, if Gando turns up, he can do what he likes. The man made a run to a world match play final two years ago and a world championship final just because he was angry. In the same way he made a world championship semi-final this year man just if he wants to turn up he can do what he likes and here's the thing Barzy, if he goes and wins this title i don't think he will by the way but if he does go and win this title that is the world championship money covered 200 grand for the winner this year that's the world championship money from to 2021 covered
1: does that mean we need to ask wayne to insult him on twitter between now and friday
2: Yes, <laughs> do you know what? Well, I reckon this game could be another one that opens. I think Gando against Gurney could open. No, nope. you think the next one?
3: No, uh, see a retire opening match. Mm. Cheesy hybrids?
2: Uh, sure. Nah, cheesy hybrids. A... Sunday afternoon headliner. Got that um, all over it.
1: Yeah, look, I'm, I'm interested. I'm pleased that Gary has gone back to the right equipment because the the Code Noirs just never ever worked for me. They looked unbalanced, but the machining on them they can say 24 gram. And whatever, but with that stupid code machining, they never ever sat right for me. God, they always looked lopsided. You know for well, he can rock up with his Dream Boy Phase Twos or
3: his his Johnny Clayton-looking ones at the match play because they're what he picked up as he left the door. So let's not get too hung up on the equipment. I do like the two ring ring grip, the two ring World Championship straight barrel, straight up darts, and hopefully that's what he comes back with. And that is the right equipment for Gary, and always will be but let's not get too carried away that that's what he's now using for the rest of his career.
1: Okay, if he uses that equipment, I'll be happy. And if he uses that equipment, I think he wins. I think it will be close. Because I think Daryl's actually played really well recently. But I just think that we may see a moment of magic from Gando to win it 10-8. We may see a... 1-5-6 1-5-6 or something stupid on along those lines. Um, I'm going to go Anderson just, but I can make a big case for Daryl Gurney as well. Last first round tie, Danny Noppert against Brendan Dolan. Now, the pace these two play at, this has Sunday Afternoon written all over it. This joins the Sunday Afternoon Club game for me. Not because they're bad players, but styles make darts games. And these two paired together aren't stylistically good. I could see
2: opening. I could see opening Saturday night to get it out of the way. Do you you get what I mean? It's one of those games that you go, eh, okay. Yeah, possibly. UK Open champion. Put some respect on the man's name. It's a
1: fabulous player. Just... Tough watch at times.
2: Noppy wins again, by the way. Seed wins. Brandon's playing well. Obviously won the title today. But I think Noppy wins. 10-6. What
1: are you saying, Gob?
3: Yeah, I got Noppy as well. Pretty steady. 10-6, 10-5. Yeah, I'm...
1: Um... Yeah, I I think Noppy will have too much um, as well. Uh, Right, you know what comes next. I would like your 2022 World Match Play semi-finalists and chat room, come and get involved. I would like your semi-finalists to start with. Who are you going for from the four quarters of the draw. Do you need time to look, or have you picked?
2: i picked two, not the others.
1: Yeah, I'm go, I'm you, can go, you can go first, then. I nah, bugger that. We bought jar back. Throw him under the bus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it works? Well, I've got, <laughs> hang on. Sorry, but I, I still haven't picked two of mine yet, and you have, so you go. Don't be mad, be better. Hurry up. Get on with it. You so. uh, Section one, Peter Wright.
3: Section two, Luke Humphreys. Section three, Rob Cross. Section
2: four Michael Smith No Incorrect
3: I didn't finish mine, idiot <laughs> <What's> <laughs> that?
1: Uh.
3: Nothing darling
2: Exactly. Uh incorrect on two of them. Uh Dimitri Vandenberg Will beat Johnny Clayton and then beat Pete Wright to win the quarter, get a revenge. He's not getting them for... back
3: to back, and that's why I've done that.
2: <clears throat> he is, because uh, remember Clayton's only eleven. Ga- if it was a best, if it was two best sixteen, it first sixteens, so I'd agree with you. But Clayton would be first to eleven, so I, I so I'm going with so I'm going with uh, Dimmy to avenge last year's win against Pete uh, final against Pete Wright. I'm with you on Luke. I think he gets the job done. Uh, my third one is going to be Gerwin Price. And I'm going to say incorrect on three, actually. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm torn between Smith and Noppy. I'll, I'll go Smith just about. So I've gone Dimmy, Lou Comfries, Gerwin Price, and Michael Smith.
1: Uh, you are all incorrect.
2: Let me guess who wins Martha section 2 win.
1: Michael I'm Michael Van and Michael Van Gerwen. i Incorrect. Section number one.
3: Johnny Clayton.
1: Johnny, Johnny Clayton will come through. Section number two. I agree with you both just because I think be he's... Hungry. Humphreys. I I am going Humphreys. I may change my mind after seeing Michael play in round one, but if you're asking me right now, I have to go Humphreys because I just don't know. There are too many questions. There are too many question marks. Uh, After seeing MVG play, I I may change my mind, but right now, I have to go Humphreys. Section number two, I agree with one of you, and I agree with Jar. I am going go in Price. And it's section number four, where I am really, really torn between my heart and my head. Because your head
2: saying nothing.
1: No. My head yeah. is saying Michael yeah. Smith. Oh. My heart and the old romantic in me. Gando. Is saying is saying Gando. Hoo-hoo. And I don't what know what there is a the between streaming and this. And I shouldn't, because I can't back it up with anything. But I just look at Gary Anderson and think it could be the one.
3: Will you put your How is that any different than anything you've ever said?
1: Yeah, alright, fair enough. Um
3: There is a distinct lack it. of backing it up with anything Phil Barr's
1: ever predicted
2: in his life.
1: just yeah. NBG I'm going Gary Anderson to make a wild match play semi-final. My head is saying Michael Smith makes the semi-final. My head is saying it, but I'm going to go with Gary Anderson to beat Michael Smith in the quarter-final.
2: Harvey Marsh has got it completely correct. Jimmy V. Humphries, Gezi V. Michael Smith. Bang on. Congrats, Harvey. You caught the bets on now.
1: Um, so, chat room, from the ones you've picked from your selections, I would like your winner and your runner-up for the Betfred World Match Play. Jar, you're going first this time.
2: Luke Comfries beats Dimitri Vandenberg in the semi-final. Gerwin Price beats Michael Smith in the semi-final. And Luke Humphreys beats yeah. Gerwin Price in the final. Luke, We have a first-time televised major winner. Luke Humphreys will be the 2022 Betfred World match by winner
3: talking about having absolutely bugger all to back anything up with how on earth have you just put Gezi in the final
2: because <laughs> it's Gezi Gezi's Gezi's been playing garbage just for fair. most of the year I think we can all accept just that fair. right but I'm 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 backing him to come through and finally produce some magic in Blackpool to, to be, be fair, fair because his Instagram
3: okay. next to the pool says his arm feels right when he's had seven cocktails yes
1: good yes. job Yes, <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to be fair, I've just realized what I've done, and I'll call it in a minute. But, Gob, you're going first. What have you just done? Oh, you I've just got put Gary
3: Gezi on the semi final stage. And, and
1: I've, I've got Ando and Gezi playing each other in the semi final without even Here we, <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> you about to put
2: Gezzi in a final as well. What are you two playing at? Um,
1: Gob, what. What are you saying? I'm saying you're a pair of idiots. Um... <laughs> yeah. Nothing's changed, then. Hang on,
3: Desperate time, but I'm just about to phone Lee Boyce for a bit of sanity.
2: <laughs> that's the first time that's ever been said on this station.
3: Oh. I love. <laughs> I love you, Lee, because you're <laughs> definitely either listening back and watching back. <laughs> Um, we'll get a message about three o'clock tomorrow afternoon just going, arseholes. Um, yeah, brilliant (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The final will be Luke Humphreys after he beats Peter Wright against Michael Smith after he beats Rob Cross. So which one wins? I don't want to say it, because when we say it, it doesn't happen, but I think it's happening. (laughs)
2: No. Smith not. No. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um wrong. Right, I am going Johnny to beat Luke in an epic semi-final. And in the final, Johnny will play.
2: You're not. Don't do it. Don't do it.
1: I really want to do it, but I don't know if I can bring myself to.
2: No. No, I it can't. what happens when it. you just
3: get 10 minutes of sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. we've, we've both been sat inside <laughs> most of the week, Gobble. You've been swanning <laughs> off and not even bothering to turn up on the Pro Tools.
1: I really want to say it, but I don't know if I can bring myself to do it.
2: Say the name, Phil.
1: Gary Anderson makes a world match play final.
2: Jesus, what? Please you tell can me you're not going to win.
1: Oh, no, I'm not. I think Johnny, if it happens, I think Johnny would beat him. I'm going Johnny to beat Gary Anderson in the World Match Play final. Johnny Clayton will be the 2022 Betfred World Match Play champion. If I asked you this but question part, on Thursday, what would you have said? Not Johnny Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I just think that he come. I think he comes through. Um, and there are too many inconsistencies around Peter Wright at the moment for me to say, if you'd have asked me this time last year, in the same draw, I said Peter Wright would would walk it. But there are too many inconsistencies around the Peter Wright game. But even if he plays well one game, I'm not convinced he can do it night after night like he did last year.
2: What are you about to say? He beat, there's any, well, Let's remind ourselves just quickly about last year's world well, match with Peter Wright the man averaged the fifth highest tournament average in history i think the fourth most 180s across the week in in tournament history uh yeah, only like behind that. once and that was the opening leg against Noppie.
1: against that but yeah ridiculous. um ridiculous. but he's just not in, he's just not in that form this year he hasn't got that aura around him um so i tell you what and rose has just said it in the chat room as well if anyone's going to win this out of nowhere, it will be Gary. I completely agree. If anyone can just, from absolutely nowhere, produce, it would be Gary. Got it. and look, and, look and, and to be fair, I've gone with my heart, but I could quite look. My head says Michael Smith comes through quarter three, but I've I've just gone with gone with my gut, and I'm just going to go with Gary. But what an absolute insane. That would be insane. And like I said, at the moment, I can't back Michael. But after after the first one, we'll know more. But right now, no. So, chat room, that's the Betfred World match play as we look forward to the hallowed winter gardens. Uh, weekly Darts Caster's in gone right-gilding final. Interesting choice, boys. Um, look, I just, I just, like I've like just said, Look, I, for me, there are too many inconsistencies around Peter Wright right now. One minute is brilliant, the next minute he drops off a cliff. It, there's just too many yo-yos for me and I think he'll get caught out on one of the downward games. I, I think he comes through Rasma and Skinner, but I just think that Quarter-finals, we may get done by Johnny or Dimitri. But... Is the fallout so, bar
2: making a return this uh, this week or not?
1: It is. The fallout bar will be back. Awesome.
2: I will not be on that because specifically on the first night of the match play, I will be at 2020 finals day, at least 15, 20 points in like I was last year ago.
3: Yeah, I'm not sure who's hosting that one because I will be considerably drunk as well.
2: He's not coming with me. He's decided to bottom it.
1: I'd show you up anyway. So that is the, the, the Betfred World match play. Whilst we're on the match play, gents, let's talk about the ones who missed out and where do they go from here? Because missing the match play when you're defending, ranking money and stuff like that can be tough. going to get me darts running get me a thing up
2: yeah um, I mean you look at you look at Ross Smith Vincent van der Voort Vinny made a quarterfinal uh,
1: 2020 at the match play yeah because it was, it so was behind closed doors he was the only person that wanted it yeah. to return to Milton Keynes every year yeah he's the only yeah, person
2: Blake that does wanted it yeah yeah He played Dusser in that quarter-final and uh, he had that running with Kirk, didn't he? Now I remember. Yeah, Um, yeah, obviously that's huge for him. Um, Ricky Evans as well, missing out on first-round money. Whitlock as well. Don't forget, uh, that's a huge result for him because he made a quarter-final against, he beat MBG along the way, so that's big ranking money gone. Simon Whitlock is in huge danger this year of going, of dropping like a stone. Can we just acknowledge this for a second, please? Because Whitlock, he's got, let's not forget, he's got a semi-final to defend for the Grand Slam after that epic against MBG. So, I I, I What's that, sorry?
3: He has qualified for that already, which is an
1: advantage.
2: Yes, but he's got to make a big run.
1: To be fair, he doesn't drop as far as what I thought he would. On the tour card race, as it stands, he
2: drops
3: to thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not. Oh, so he's not been striking. distance on on the runs as well. Yeah. He's not in any of them, at the Grand Prix, etc. But those races, he's within striking distance. He just needs to go away, put into performance on the Euro Tour, and, and stay consistent. And look, somewhere like is one of those you just you can't kill. It's like bullet-tooth Tony, just keep coming back at you. Um uh-huh. in, in terms of those that missed out though, Whitlock is one of those that you are a little bit more concerned about. Your Whitlock, your mentor Sudovic, Mervyn King, Ian White, because these are players that their time won't really come again. This is getting towards end of careers for them in terms of age and experience and Level and dedication required to be a PDC tour pro at the minute. Your likes of Ross Smith, still young enough; Ricky Evans, Keen Barry, Scott Williams, got plenty of time. Uh, Ryan Meikle, Jim Williams, Josh Rock, etc. They're not of massive concern. It, it would have been an advantage for them to to be there, yes, ten grand first round prize money or, or whatever it is, and the experience of being up there and the chance of pushing on the ranking list. But they will have more opportunities and they will have more time at the top level of this game. The one that really stands out is the fact that in his second year now, Barney hasn't made it.
2: Really? And are we, are we really going? Are we really
3: yeah, going down we, that road? We are, yeah, because I feel this times go down that road. Because look, I was very passionately against his return, but the minute he did return and win a pro tour, it got to the point where you have to give him the benefit and say perhaps he's here for the right reasons yes would he have come back over covid no whatever but at that point he was sort of a you had to give him the benefit of the doubt that he was going to be a little bit more dedicated stop mugging fans off i said i'm going to put all the effort in and lose him first round in an next tv event and drop in like a stone but this is 18 months now into barney's return of a tour card he won that first pro tour hasn't really stepped up at any level since And at what point do you have to look at it and go, as perhaps John Lowe has recently, and go, actually, this is quite legacy damaging now.
2: Well, it's quite interesting that he's in every exhibition against Taylor. That's all I'm going to say on the issue. That, that's um, still a major
3: seller. Isn't it? That's always going to be part and parcel. A no, lot of these players are playing exhibition. I know. The players that we're saying are absolutely knackered. Are up to Germany and, and wherever else on a Friday night before Euro tour, right? Exhibitions are part of that money. And, and as long as Barney's playing at the top level or is in the public eye line, you're going to be able to sell that game. It's just the fact that Barney hasn't been able to get to a, a, a significant TV event in 18 months. of oh, the world. I don't think he's any risk of losing his tour card but it's just a little bit of mediocrity for a five-time former champion of the world that was at the top of the game for an incredibly long time albeit we can debate the relative levels of success. We, we can debate this. 5 world titles, four in the BDO, etc. We, we've We've done this before but in terms of what the legacy that that is associated the with him Not making this match play after 18 months has to be a little bit of concern for fans who remember him as a player in every single TV event. He wasn't as clinical in those TV events. He didn't win anywhere near as many TV titles as he should have. Him and Adrian Lewis are in, in that category massively. and I, I don't think that's up for argument. They, they've achieved a lot, but they could have achieved a hell of a lot more given the levels of ability that Barney and Lewis have. But Lewis has got another
2: 10 to 15 years at this. Yes, he's but got time when he's to rebuild Sorry, let's just remind ourselves on this question as we always used to say on the old show together. When was the last time that Raymond Van Barnabur won a TV ranking title? Ranking.
3: Long, long time ago. Desert Classic. Pearswell Correct. A few In times. The it it doesn't exist
2: anymore. Two
3: thousand and seven I'm not debating the last that time. every time that we've ever had debates or discussed Barney's legacy, as he was retiring in that season and as he started that comeback, we've been over this. That that wasn't the point of this conversation. It's at this point, given that the level that an awful lot of Darts fans hold Barney in that regard, at what point are you concerned that he's not making the match play after 18 months on tour?
2: He, he, his legacy will always be there, won't it? Because, as I've always said, he started the second era of the PDC. He started the proper growth era when he moved over and had that year in 2006 where he re- won the UK, uh, reached the final of the UK Open, won the UK Open, beat Taylor in that, played in that amazing World Grand Prix match and then obviously the greatest game of Darts ever played in 2007. That set the PDC alight. What the biggest problem for Barney has always been is that, as I've always said, he didn't capture that. Yeah, he won a Grand Slam, he won a Premier League, and he's won a World Cup of Darts multiple times being, uh, hang, held, having his hand held by Michael Van Gerwen. But the problem with that is that Barney, for me, has, has the legacy is there because of the way that he grew the sport in Europe. It's not actually, if you look at it, does Barney make people's top five of all time? No, in my opinion, he, he shouldn't make the top five all-time. Not for not for the amount of titles that he's won and not for what he, he could, have, could have achieved. He could have achieved so much more in the BDC in particular.
1: Um, Luke, the Grand Slam wasn't ranked in 2012, mate. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting one. Look, I don't think, look, after two years back, or 18 months, he yeah, had two years to qualify. He hasn't been good enough. And that's the simple fact he hasn't been good enough to qualify for these tournaments. Um, do I think he'd have come back if COVID hadn't have been around? No, I don't. No, um because, um because he would have been earning an absolute fortune. But look, that's that's another story. Uh, but, yeah, it's an interesting one. Also, I almost forgot, but didn't, for the first time... Oh, just, at- very, very just very, very
2: quickly about Merv. This is the first time that Merv... Okay, he didn't qualify in 2020. It's the first time that Merv has not qualified for Winter Gardens since he moved.
1: Yeah. Is that the sign? He's starting to look old, bless him. His movement on the stage now isn't the, the, the same. And look, I love Merv to bits, but he's starting to look old and fragile. Um, I don't think we'll see Merv King at the top level for... Too much longer, maybe four or five years tops. He just he just looks old and fragile now. Like the body is is giving up. Um, the, uh, Look, getting, he getting he's the still body. Got back pain,
3: and we know he doesn't have back pain, which is a concern because if there is no back pain there, why are you walking like that? Look, yeah, yeah, exactly that, yeah. Right, right. Right.
1: Exactly
3: that, right. to, yeah, Just how old some of this this the players on tour are. Darts is a sport. Where you can play into your fifties. Phil Taylor proved it. You've got Pete Wright as an over fifty world champion. Simon Whitlock, Gary Anderson, uh, Mervyn King, Barney,
2: Steve Beaton. The list goes on,
3: right? Robert Thornton. You, you look at some of the players currently playing in the seniors. <laughs> they could go again. Richie Burnett decided to go again. All right, it's not quite worked out for him, but he's going to got his tour card back. Vanessa uh, was the same.
2: All
1: Couldn't
2: I'll say it, a yeah, all I'll say is, God, we're giving the, get, getting the invite ready. That's all I'll say.
1: <laughs> um, also, at the Winter Gardens this year, we have the very first Women's World match play to look forward to on the Sunday afternoon. Lisa Ashton, Fallon Sherrick, Lorraine Winstanley, Aileen DeGraf, Laura Turner, Rianne Griffiths, Katie Sheldon, and Chloe O'Brien will compete. Now, I've just looked on the wiki page. I'm not sure if these best of legs are right. I've just checked the only press release we've had from the PDC and it doesn't mention what the format is. So I'm not sure if this is right or not. It's saying best of seven quarterfinals, best of nine, best of 11. I'm not sure if that's right. But there is nothing in the PDC press release to say
2: best of 11 quarterfinals. It would have done. You know what it does for a Euro tour? Best of 11, best of 13, best of 15. That's what I'd have thought.
1: I, I, I don't know is is the answer because it's not there. But we'll take we'll, we'll take the games in order. So the quarterfinals will be Lisa Ashton against Chloe O'Brien, Eileen DeGraff against Laura Turner, Fallon Sherrick against Katie Sheldon, Lorraine Winstanley against Rean Griffiths. Now, again, we don't know if they're going to go in we we had no order, uh we asked us best of eleven all the way through. I thought that as well, but uh, I spoke to Webby briefly and he thought maybe best of nine all the way through. Um so I we are trying to get some because they're
3: trying to get it done in that session. But if they're going all the way from that yeah. first round to be first of oh. four,
2: four, I'm uh, no. That, that's not a also showcase. Well. That's video crap. Yep. Yep. Yeah, but also as well, they don't actually have to get the session done that quickly. The final's scheduled to start at nine. The, the final this year's World, <laughs> World Match Play, World Match Play, starting at nine o'clock in the evening B, BST. They don't have to get the game. they Don't have to get the women's match play done that early.
1: Let me tell you. doesn't say. I thought I was going to look to see what time because normally it has tickets. So I don't know. But we'll, we'll, we'll go through the games. Um, first of all, do we think they'll go in chronological order? In, in draw bracket order? Yeah. If so, if so, Lisa Ashton will open against Chloe O'Brien. Um, two ladies at very different ends of their career. Lisa Ashton has done it and, and won everything. Uh, Corey, just starting out. Do we think that, um, do, do we think that Lisa will have too much? It is best of seven confirmed
3: on the PDC website.
2: Jesus, that, that means best of nine,
3: not best of 11.
2: What they do on the
1: can Uh, no, it's nine o'clock start.
2: The men's final, yeah. Actually, just say that best of seven, best of nine, best of seven. Cheers, Andrew. Should have looked to it a little bit harder, but yeah, they are. I, I, I think they're going Ashton O'Brien, Eileen de Graff, Laura Turner, Fallon against Katie, Lorraine against Rianne. I suspect, yeah, draw up.
1: Yeah. yeah, so game, yeah. Um, match number one. Although Chloe did amazing to get there, is this a bridge too far against the four times? Women's World Champion, goal.
3: I think so. Look, Lisa has that experience, that scoring power. The, the fact that it is only first to four at that stage, as staggering as that is, um, just gives the upsets that little bit more of an opportunity to occur. But at that point, I, I still think Lisa's pretty comfortable. We saw a play in Harlem last weekend, weekend before? I don't know what day it is anymore. Last weekend thought she was steady without being spectacular. That first win on stage clearly lifted a cloud over her. I still think she's got the game to just go absolutely mental on somebody. And I'm waiting to see it. Um but I think she'll she'll beat Chloe. I think she'll, she'll just give herself that many more opportunities that she needs.
1: You agreeing job
2: Yeah this uh, different uh, Lisa Ashton's in a different planet uh, living on a different planet to everybody else and women's darts currently right now.
1: Eileen De against Laura Turner. Now, for me, in the last women's series, Eileen was player of the weekend. I thought she was sensational, yes. yeah. absolutely superb. Um, and for me, I think she gets the better of Laura Turner here, Jar.
2: I don't disagree with you. Did the women's series pretty much the entire way through for you with Yvazi on that uh, weekend? And I agree, Eileen De is the women in form right now. And I think you'll be a great semi final between her and Lisa.
1: You agreeing, Gob, or are you going the other way on this one? Mm, I, don't, I don't know. I don't disagree with the fact that
3: Ailing showed some great form. If statistically, though, I think you'll look back and see Lorraine when Stanley had a better weekend. Um, just went under the radar a little bit. Um, I also think if there was a, a football local team presentation award style thing for most improved player, you'd have to be looking at Laura Turner. Her A game hasn't gone up drastically, but her B game and just a consistent level she's brought to women's series this year has been so much higher than anything we've seen from her in the past. However, I am concerned that it doesn't translate to the TV stage and the cameras and those lakeside experiences might just scar a little bit where Ailing does have the more relative success. So I'm, I'm going to say Aileen as well, but I think this one will be close.
1: Fallon Sherrick against Katie Sheldon. Katie beat Fallon. I not which one it was, but produced a bullseye finish with Fallon sat on a double. Um, but again, I just think with the with the lights on um, and with the cameras on, I think Fallon has this one. I think the, it's the whole... Experience may get to Katie a little bit, not having played in anything like this before, Jar?
2: Yeah, look, I think Katie's playing some really good stuff at the moment, um, but there's a different level. And fa- I know everyone. she's the most scrutinised darts player in the world, uh, Fallon Sherrick, but I think that having that experience of being on the stage in Copenhagen and New York and Amsterdam will help. I think she wins.
1: I agree. Gob, are you are you in in the upset camp?
3: If there is going to be an upset, I think this game is the most likely to produce it. Fallen stage game is exceptional. Do not get me wrong. There is a different kind of pressure on Fallon in this event because she's going in as the hunted, not the hunter. The fans will be ambivalent about both. In fact, at this point, it would not surprise me if Katie Sheldon gets a little bit more support because of the way that certain branches of of darts media have, have used Fallon and her image over the last six months. And I just don't think Katie Sheldon's got any fear in her. She's young enough. She's got no battle scars. Um, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this, but I've heard a little bit of information as as when the the seeds were getting there on the final day that Katie said she'd rather play Fallon than Lisa on stage because if that is the order they're going to play in as well, number three, you know all the promo is going to be on Fallon for that headline that 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 third game is your premier spot in any session at that point there's gonna be a lot of build up a lot of media attention on fallon and it just allows kate to just go about a game and if fallon misses doubles like she did on the world series because i don't think her scoring was terrible it was double percentage an awful lot of time and she had the same issues early on in a lot of the women's series if she does not hit that outer ring with a capability that we know she's got i genuinely can see katie causing an upset.
1: I just I just think that the, the situation may get to Katie a little bit. The whole thing, like we said, with Martin Lukeman, going and playing on that Winter Garden stage and, and everything like that may just get to her. Um, I don't think it'll be easy for Fallon, but I, I think Fallon comes through. Uh, Lorraine Winstanley against Ryan Griffiths. Looking forward to this one because I think it's Very, very competitive game. Look, we all know with Lorraine's action, it's all or nothing. When it's on, it is very good, as we saw in the last block of women's series. But when it's off, that lack of follow-through means the darts are jerky and stabby as they leave a hand. That's not against Lorraine. That's just the laws of watching darts and how they leave their hands. If you haven't got a good follow-through, they spray. God, so... For me, this game is all on Lorraine, whether the action is on or off.
3: Yeah, I agree. But it's just been on far more often than it's been off recently. Yeah, I agree. She's possibly been number three on the tour. Comfortably. She's, she's been involved in a couple of battles with Jane Densley. At one point, they were they were a lot closer than, than obviously Jade not making this event in the end. Um, but, yeah. She's just been head and shoulders above the rest. There's been Lisa, there's been Fallon, and then there's been Lorraine out on her own pretty much at that point. Um, and whilst I do agree that it can be a little bit ropey first round, I think Lorraine will come through it. Are
1: you agreeing, Joe?
2: Yeah, I don't disagree. I, don't. I, think we, I think Lorraine has been playing some outstanding stuff and uh, she will make it through to the semi-final.
1: But I don't see any how do we see this playing out from the semi finals? Do we get the final everyone wants, maybe expects? Do we think it will be Fallon against Lisa in the final? Jars no. shaking his head, which says to me, You think Aileen beats Lisa? Definitely, am I close, or do you think she Lorraine beats Lisa?
2: beats Aileen, and Lorraine beats Fallon. And Lisa Ashton beats Lorraine Winstanley to be crowned the 2022 inaugural Betfred Women's Match Play Champion. I think Lorraine has been playing Fallon quite regularly on the tour and been beating her regularly at semi-final stages. And I think that that they've shared the the spoils a little bit. And I just think that maybe the pressure might get to Fallon slightly a little bit. Lorraine, in that aspect, has got a free run there. No one is, not many people are expecting it to go and beat Fallon up on that stage. And both, all, every one of them, of those women, appreciate people played on stages and all the rest of it, but no one has ever played on that stage before. No one in that field. And things can do and Pressure and televised action can do stuff, Barzi. And I think the uh and I think that Fallon might just fall a little bit by the way uh in in this game. We're close, but I think Lorraine beats her and then I think Lisa beats her own in the final. What you saying, God? What you saying?
3: Um what I want to happen and what I think will happen are two very, very different things. I would Love to see Fallon win this event. Just because of the way that she's been treated in the last six to seven months. So things that aren't her fault. The way that other organisations have just jumped onto a bandwagon and flogged it, for want of a better word. Um, But I think Lisa Ashton lives this time.
1: Are you going for the marquee final? Or, or does one of them miss out? Or does...
3: For-
2: mm. Take your time, love. we got all night. I, will do.
3: Look, I, know, I know I spent a while saying earlier why I think Katie could beat Fallon and, and have... That upset. Whether or not it happens is a different matter. I'm going to say we get that dream final. I'm going to say Lisa edges it.
1: I think. I agree. I think it will be the dream final. I think Fallon wins it for the reason. I think Lisa is much a much better player earlier on in the day. Um at the seniors in particular god she looked knackered on the sunday after the two games on the on the saturday
2: but it's a short day um, though
1: it's not a full it's not a full day in the women's series it's a short day but it's it's the prep that goes into it we spoke about the men's but we we haven't got the the long range forecast but again if it's hot That is zapping on that stage. I
3: agree. It is. you are forgetting that Lisa's a local. Yeah. And I think she'll get an awful lot of
1: support up there. I thought she'll get a massive amount of support. Huge amount of support. But sometimes when you're knackered and you've got nothing in the tank, doesn't matter how much support you've got, it can be difficult. And I, just, I, just I just looked
2: think... at the forecast. I just looked at the forecast quite interestingly it's 20 it's, it's basically low to mid 20s throughout the whole week in blackpool apart from that first sunday the first sunday monday 25 which if you've never been to the winter garden before and are going for the first time that'll probably feel like 75 degrees wear shorts yeah
1: um, I, I just think that come the end of a long day Fallon may have a little bit more in the tank. And they're both amazing players. And look, for the women's game, that's the final we all want. And we want the pair of them to go at it hammering tongs. And it to be an absolute epic final. But I think I think Fallon nicks it just. But it'll be interesting. Right, ten minutes to go. We're not going to try and cram anything else in. As in looking at this, looking at that. We're just going to open up the chat room. Let's just do ten minutes of questions, boys. Get them in. Um, say we,
2: we quickly, just say very, very quickly. It was lovely to be back on stream doing Pro Tour live this weekend. Very enjoyable. Very enjoyable way to spend a Saturday. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To
2: um, make sure, to make sure that I didn't get sunburned. Lovely
3: way of <laughs> six hours. Yeah. Let's leave um, fire for a few things, Phil. Obviously, people have watched Pro Tour live with us over the last few days. let so That's remind you: Dirk picked up the title on Friday and then disappeared to party in Holland, uh, followed very, very quickly by his World Cup partner, Danny Knopper, beating Andrew Gilden in the final. Uh, Adrian Lewis then beat Boris Koltsock in the final. Pretty interesting to see Boris turn up for the first time this year that he's been allowed to under a neutral flag and go all the way to the final how amusing would that have been on the weekend when a former russian athlete goes and wins the women's singles at wimbledon despite them all being banned from that as well and then brendan dolan beat johnny clayton um in today's final earlier on there were two euro tours on uh thursday um i'm not sure i can be to read out
1: 48 names quite- but um, it's, it's hard to qualify for these Euro Tours now. I don't like it where so many qualify. Um, I did laugh as well. Who's I don't like this Euro tennis. Tour. The issue I've got is eight qualifiers for the Grand Slam, but that's a debate for when that tournament rolls around. Who's the Russian tennis player that couldn't play? That's quite good. Is it Medvedev or whatever he's called? Medvedev. So I, I liked his Instagram post, but as the men's finals on, of him watching the Formula One Grand Prix. As if to say, two fingers to the. I did. I did chuckle at that. I have to say, some some good social media bants. Um,
2: um. Also, Gob, you haven't had a chance to say anything about uh, the great, the late great John Gwyn on this channel. We, Barzy and I, got the chance to say this on yeah. Saturday, and uh, we, we, we'll, we'll open up the floor to you. And if you've got any Gwynny memories yourself in the yeah. chat room, I think it'd be nice because. Uh, you know, obviously, great commentator the past one Saturday. Bob, this is for you. you got a couple of minutes. Go on. I
3: wasn't expecting that moment, but um, I had the pleasure of of meeting and, and having a conversation with John at the Seniors World Championship. And, hey, I, I didn't realise just how, how short a man he is. John Gwynn is it's almost pocket size, right? But he just has this voice, this booming voice that can lift up any room, you know where he is immediately. You can hear him come in. He was in a soundproof commentary box 15 yards away from where our press table was based, and you could still hear it right, it's soundproof. And John Gwynn Gwyn is breaking through that soundproof barrier. And he's only 20 yards behind the stage. I dread to think if the players could hear it as well. Um, but like, fantastic commentator, one of a few voices that. Allowed darts to grow, I think, that, that made it viewable on TV. You've got Sid, you've got Dave, and, and Gwynny was very much part of that crew. And look, when you have Sid and Dave, who have, for a long, long time, been renowned as the top duo, to to go in, join those two, and alternate with them so seamlessly that nobody—look, I, I know we don't have social, we didn't have social media in that age. But to be able to drop in and out of that without complaint, there's nobody sat watching going, oh, I much preferred Sid or I much preferred Dave. I, I used to hate one or the other. The fact that those three could just interchange without complaint from anybody just tells you how good we had it in terms of dark broadcasting back then. They were amazing. They complemented each other. They got on so well. They all had their, their little perks, their, their little knacks of commentary. Um and, yeah, no, it, it was a pleasure to be able to meet John in February. Um, obviously, the, the thoughts are with his his family and friends at this time. It, it's been a, a long battle with cancer, um, one that I, I sense a little bit of relief, perhaps, that he is no longer struggling and, and in pain. Um, but that doesn't make the loss any easier to, to take at that moment. Um, but he was fantastic.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more.
2: That commentary box in that commentary box in the sky is very good at the moment, isn't it? Dave Lanning, yeah. Sid Waddell and John Gwynn with uh, Bruce Bendy refereeing, and Eric and Jockey playing up on stage together tonight. Probably it's not a bad, not a bad comment, not a bad the uh, darts game in the sky to have. No,
1: I agree. Um, Harry says England Open Stream opinions. The actual picture was all right. The audio, on the other hand, was absolutely horrific. Um, I think that sums it up. That's like it up. One of the teams yeah. was meant to be down there for
3: country They couldn't get that working. The audio quality on the things they did have wasn't great. Um, yeah. Disappointing because actually, normally the the England Darts Organisation streams are pretty good. That they tend to be quite watchable. We don't tend yeah. to get exposure to WDF events or those sort of events on, on that side of it um, as often as, as we do PDC events so look not everybody's got the financial budget of Loop or, or Matchroom as they as they are now or, or whatever else but yeah look, it was disappointing because actually it was an intriguing set of matches and I, I just found it unwatchable I couldn't watch any of it
1: yeah yeah just the audio was was horrific um, Glenn says I think Bo is better than both. Um I can't say what I want to without hanging people out to dry. Could be better than both, I agree. But has issues.
2: Yeah. Uh Sam asks why isn't Bo in the match play? Simple. She didn't turn up for the women's series. She's chasing ranking points, deep darkest Romania.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just didn't, didn't bother going. Um, Laura says, John called in. John's, as in the Jokers, what no, 2019 World Masters stuck with me. Yeah, just an absolute present. You knew where he was at all times. Very tiny man. However, huge, huge voice. Um, Luke says, do you think Gary will win a major this year? If anyone wins to one to that we don't, if, if anyone wins one that we don't think we don't think he can it will end up Gary do you
2: reckon okay then here's a question do you reckon that we're seeing the back end of Gary Anderson's career as in do we think yes. in the next couple of years do you think he's do you think he's going to be Romeo done
1: yeah and the reason I say that is not because of he can't we, we, look, Gary's been the same for a few years now but there's only so long you can get away with not playing on the Euro Tour with the amount of money involved in it and not slide. And I think he'll get caught out with that very, very soon. But the fact he stayed in the top 10 and not played a Euro Tour for five years is nothing short of remarkable.
2: Top four? Just don't forget yeah. that, 2018. He basically, basically just lived in the top four after winning loads of events.
1: Um. But yeah, the, the, the fact that he hasn't played on the Euro tour and done it is remarkable for me. But yeah, I, th- I think we're seeing the, the twilight. Sadly, because he is one of the all-time greats. That's
2: could you imagine... You doing anything at the Ma- Sorry, go on.
1: If he liked, could you imagine if he liked Darts?
2: Oh God, he'd have been the best player on the, ever to ever ever up a dart. Yeah, if he
1: actually liked it.
2: Uh, Yeah, Matthew says they're doing anything in the match play for Gwynny. I'd imagine so. Sky are normally very good about that sort
1: of stuff. And he was in the PDC Hall of Fame as well. So, I I, I would imagine so, yes. Um, Who's your top two choices for retirement after the (sighs) Worlds? Beaton. Rude choice. Or... <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I, I don't think doesn't. From PDC, like, I think that there's a few that I think may choose to hand back their cards or lose their cards. That will just go and do their own thing, playing the seniors events and things like that, playing the live league. Um, does and beaten perhaps Steve West Yeah Westy yeah. He's, he's not
3: keeping his tour card And I don't think he's
1: going to have to get one back
3: at the minute.
1: Agreed, right Last couple from us We were two minutes late starting So we will do two minutes And then we are going to wrap up Because it's been a long long day We'll still give you two hours everyone Don't worry about that
3: and I'm off to watch the highlights of the England ladies because uh, they've, they've just put up a match play score. <laughs> 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 close, close enough, 8 0, 6 0 at half time.
2: They're <laughs> actually becoming <laughs> home. They're going on a
3: game that had a lot of media build up, in which the Norway to <laughs> went, England are under pressure.
2: And also, as well, not being oh, yeah. funny, but like, haven't half the, didn't half the people trying to get down to the Amex couldn't get there because of the trains.
1: Yeah. Lord. They just they just played
2: Jamie Caven at the match play. Mm. Well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, turned up <laughs> 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 Apparently, yeah. John Arne went absolutely in on them on on either on on Talksport, I think.
1: Really? I love yeah. Um Right. Oh, yeah.
2: I well, also got. you are out and about.
3: With the rest of our legends currently on tour.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to uh, say very,
2: very quickly. <laughs> I was just going to say very, very, quickly if you are out and about, Talk Sport are doing every session. Of, uh, no, not every session. The only session they're not doing is Sunday afternoon because of the golf. Golf. But, uh, yeah, they're doing a set. Every other session, of the match play live on the radio. So if you are aren't about uh, in the evenings, have a listen. Darts on the radio does work. Danter, yeah, Nice, Nico, Mark Wilson do a cracking job. Matt Gubbins, Abby Davis do a cracking job. So have a listen. Yeah, like
3: have that. they got any
1: other
2: right? back? Because they've got one and two.
1: Uh,
2: euros, isn't it? Yeah. One euros, top isn't top top. it? Might be, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Daniel, the schedule will be out in the next few days. Obviously, the draw was only done late tonight. PDC after I imagine the A's was strong.
2: It?
1: Yeah, it's tomorrow, <laughs> Wednesday morning, the latest, um, by the time they get it all sorted. Right, boys, i tell you what, the two hours have absolutely flown by tonight, and I've loved every minute of it. It's been a long day. So. more than I care to announce. But it's been a damn good day, boys. It's been a damn good four days. The race for the Betfred World Match Play is done. The road to the Match Play is set. Life's good.
2: You excited for you excited for Friday afternoon and the trip at the M6, barsey
1: Friday afternoon.
2: Friday morning, sorry.
1: Friday, Friday morning.
2: Yeah, excited.
1: Can't wait. Can't wait. I, I, will, I will say this.
2: Like, I'm very, 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 very upset that currently right now that I will not be going for the first time since 2016. Very upset. But life's, life's a bitch.
1: Can you not wing an afternoon uh, one day during the week and come up for a session, for an evening session?
2: Well, The thing is, is that like I could go up on the 22nd, on the Friday night, I could. But then I've got to be out the door early doors because I've got to go to Sheffield on Saturday morning because I'm doing swimming announcing.
1: Or get a B&B in Blackpool, stay the night and go straight from Blackpool to Sheffield.
2: That's what I'm saying. So it, it's one of those that I've got to get, I've got to get to Sheffield on Saturday morning. It's a massive jolt. It's a two hour car drive, <laughs> something God doesn't know about, obviously.
1: Two hours? That's a local one, what are you want about, man? <laughs> <laughs>
2: to get from point, Ridiculous.
1: um uh, Laura says so sick of dance had Maisie had Miss Maisie done something normal now for four days <laughs> Maisie loves it I love the fact that kids are skipping school to listen to us it's very surreal." no stop encouraging that go to school Maisie <laughs> 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 um but everyone thank you very much for your continued support over the last four days it means the world to us it really does um the fact that most of you have been it all day with online darts is truly amazing remember we are at the betfred world match play with everything covered the fallout bar returns website we have it all covered for you it's been great to have jar back involved this weekend and he's loved every minute of it as well which is always good um job's been superb in the background putting polls and all that up he couldn't show his face because obviously his boss would know he's not working then but doing stuff in the background was an absolute joy um it's been superb thank you very much for your continued support we have been online darts we will see you on friday for the preview we're going to get the preview up on youtube for the betfred world match play all the action starts saturday boys that is us signing out for the night absolute pleasure and we'll see you all very very soon hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter